0: Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe.
1: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Emily. And joining us on the show is Lucan, Lucan. I try to combine your names. Lucas (laughs) and Alan out of Classic Body Works Gym in Portage, Indiana. What's going on, y'all? How are you doing today?
2: Good afternoon. Doing great.
1: That's good to hear. So we're definitely (laughs) excited to have you guys on the show. But before we dive into the nitty gritty of what you guys have going on at Classic Body Works Gym, tell us a little bit about how you describe your business to people and what made you want to start your gym in the first place?
3: Hmm.
2: (laughs) Well, (laughs) we've always kind of uh, compared the gym and the people and the relationships we have here Um, you know, we have about 2,500 members, but it always seems very personal. We always kind of described it like the cheers of fitness here. Um, You know, before it was more like an average Joe type feel, but it's kind of projected itself to be one of the better gyms in the area. And, you know, we're really close with all of our members. You know, it's one of those places where, you know, just like cheers you go in and everybody knows your name and that's been a big drive as far as our relationships with everyone here. And um, you know, it is a great gym to work out at overall. We have a large amount of equipment and variety as far as powerlifting, um, different types of machines and equipment, cardio, um, free weight area, all that good stuff. So it's more of a weightlifting type gym. Um, but lately it's been a combination of powerlifting, weightlifting, you get bodybuilding type, crossfit type and then the cardio bunnies as well. So it's a good variety as far as what we offer and everything. And, um, you know, as far as, you know, my dad opening back in 95, he had his reason for that. So.
3: Yeah. We're, uh, you know, we're, I always tell people we're just, you know, you ask how you would describe the gym. I always describe us as just an old school gym, you know, Um, you know, all your, all your fitness needs under one roof, you know, Um, personally, you know even when me and my son have had conversations before about you know changing and things i I just said I don't really know anything else. I just know old school old school lifting and old school equipment and old school training old school nutrition, you know so I'm kind of one of those old dinosaurs i don't I guess I don't like change too much you know but um as far as starting the gym, you know I started in ninety five um, me and his mom started um in the business together but unfortunately you know things happen and you know we uh you know are uh, so pretty much I ended up with the gym you know a year or two after we opened and uh and um uh, but I you know people ask again I get asked all the time what motivated me to to open the gym and I, I'll be honest with you I, I I was working in a factory and um I was always in the, you know, the bodybuilding since I was a teenager. And I, I loved that, loved it. But back then, <laughs> probably was my driving force was I hated my job so much that I, I just pursued me to do something else with my life. You know, when I was about 34, 35 years old, mm-hmm. you know, so I, I, was, if that was anything that drove me, it was just, I just really didn't, uh, you know, it was, it was a good company, a wonderful company. And I'll never ban off the company because they were a great company and they, you know, um, took care of you and everything, but it was truly the stepping stone for the gym. Cause if it wasn't for the company to, you know, it would never be a gym to, you know, open that door. So, but yeah, it was, that was my driving force was just, just doing the, doing this something I loved. Cause I really didn't know anything else, to be honest with you.
4: Yeah.
3: So, yeah. So that was, and then just hanging in there through the years. So, you know, it has not been easy at times, you know, it was, I'm sure any gym owner can tell you, but you know you just got to persevere and weather the storm. You know.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So you open up in '95, and I don't think at that point the internet was even around. There was no social media. There was no internet, right?
0: Oh, let me tell you, let me tell you. <laughs> there was, there, was there a, were some pigeons.
2: <laughs> right, right, there was
3: nothing. I had a pair of rollerblades. I was doing door to
2: door at the age
3: of eight. Yeah. He God. was, he was, he was, we did a lot of, you know, just what they call this flyers on the windshields and, and uh, standing outside handing out flyers and long before the internet. I, yeah. mean, I mean, we're, I mean, literally when we started, I'll tell you just the evolution of so many things. I mean, personal training wasn't even really big, it was sort of in its infancy and um, so many other different types of fitness that we know of today. They mm-hmm. weren't even around you know, yeah. certain certain franchises weren't, weren't even around. They weren't even they weren't even uh idea. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we've seen seen quite a bit <laughs> over the years, and and I don't remember um, as far as computers. Of course, we were using you know because um, checking in and people and things like that, but. It wasn't, you know, it just wasn't... Uh, At first, though? Yeah, 95. You know, remember. remember, we had a sign-in sheet. <laughs> yeah. And that was pretty much it, but... All paperwork. Yeah, yeah. It was it was crazy. But it was it was cool. It was good. I loved it, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, you guys have been around such a long time that, like, you had to adapt with how things have been changing, you know, in order to still be in business 20-something years later.
3: I so- always... And, oh, I'm sorry. I, I... Sometimes I'll run into a member and younger people. And they'll say, Hey, Elle, how, how old is your gym? I go, uh, my first question, I joke when I say, how old are you?
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> A lot of times I'll go, I'm older than the gym's older than you are.
1: <laughs> okay. okay. So let's um, dive into talking about the business side of things. The first topic that I wanted to ask you guys about is marketing. Well, I'm sure marketing has definitely evolved over the past 20 years. Mm-hmm. Um, so, What has the, your, the way that you guys market evolved into in the year 2023 to, you know, get people in the door consistently?
2: Well, I think it's changed a lot as far as things that used to work or things that you were offered, you know, before people would be calling you about radio spots or billboard ads. um, Yellow pages. Yellow pages.
3: Things like that. And
2: things like that have died over time to where it's like you kind of have to fight people that are coming in trying to sell you phone book ads in space and it's like that doesn't work anymore
3: right
2: i don't even know the last time i looked at a phone book let alone (laughs) the average person especially in the gym you know the average person's my age or younger and um a lot of them haven't even looked at a phone book um so you know we've experimented with different things as far as trying to you know do door-to-door marketing when people have like the postage that you can send out that's never really worked that well. Um, So the biggest thing that seems to be relevant now is social media and just the interaction and staying involved and on top of that. And um, it's not easy to do because you don't want to flood it and you don't want to make people, you know, roll their eyes when they're looking at your stuff by just overpopulating comments and posts and things like that. So you just got to be selective and, you know, Kind of get ideas from other businesses and what they do and what might work and you know something recently that happened was i created our website or i redid our website and through that i've been collecting a lot of emails so something i'm gonna be getting involved with more is the emailing and sending out promos through that um through the server that we use for our website so that's a that's going to be the next thing that we probably jump into but the biggest one has been social media that's successful in getting reactions and responses
1: yeah So are you guys doing paid advertisement on social media or is all of this organic?
2: Every now and then, you know, we throw $100 towards Facebook to kind of boost posts, but most of it is organic. And, um, you know, the boosting helps if we're running like a really good promo, like we're doing paid in full sales or something like that. We've noticed, you know, if we really boosted some posts and we had a really good offer, then we see a good reaction from that. But Mm -hmm. we mostly just do organic posts.
1: I got you. Okay. So something I don't think that I asked you earlier is, do you have personal training, like semi-private PT, maybe one-to-one, any type of nutrition coaching?
2: Yes. Yeah. We have a few different trainers that are here at the gym. Um, You know, one of them has been here for 20 years. Yeah. yeah.
3: Um,
2: We have a couple new ones. So, you know, just like every personal training business out there, you know, the turnover rate's a little bit higher. So it's hard finding someone to stay. Um, and also our area, I don't know if it's
3: necessarily
2: a good yeah. demographic for personal training. Yeah.
3: We're very blue collar area, you know, so it's not like, uh, you know, um, you're not going to get like the,
2: we're really close to like, um, the steel mill industry in our area We're we're in Northwest Indiana. So we're right on Lake Michigan. So we have a lot of steel mills in our region so that we get a lot of that blue collar industry here in our gym and frankly a lot of people like that don't necessarily like personal training so
3: our trainers um again they're they stay steady they stay you know they stay busy i think just like the gym you know you you have to have the love and a passion for it but you know to be wealthy i i don't think it's going to be a a, you know lucrative for them in that way but you know but i Uh, you know, we've seen so many come and go and, you know, we just... It's nothing that we look for
2: the big profit off because it's never really worked for us. So we let our personal trainers run their own business. Ours has
3: always been about customer service. And that's the biggest thing for us is we just want to make sure we have trainers here for the members that, you know, provide customer service if needed. You know, we don't... It's never been one to where we've made... We've tried to make a, a lot of money from it. It's never been our thing. You know, I just... I never, I, you know, I don't. I'm trying to give myself, uh, you know, the old attaboy, boy. But the fact is, uh, you know, I never opened the gym from day one to be wealthy. It was just something, you know, I, our, our, our love of the our love of the gym and our love and the passion of what we do, and you know, so it was never about that. So I think that's just reflected in everything here, and so we're not, you know, we've never been looking to really you know, just profits so much from it we need to make you know like anything you got to pay the bills and you gotta you know you uh have to get ahead but you know it's not anything
2: yeah we we've should. never really had a salesperson to pump sales never. or anyone to push personal training packages no, and no. that could be a fault yeah and it could be a, you know something that we should work on but yeah. we've also noticed the downside of that as well is yeah. finding yeah. someone that would be good for that role Sure. Yeah.
1: So you mean downside meaning downside meaning you would just have to find the right person. Is that what you're saying? Single. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
3: Yeah.
2: yeah. The right Nowadays person. it's very difficult because everyone wants to start their own online nutrition right. or online right. coaching business. So to have someone that's loyal to your business to yeah. make money for you as a business, a lot of people will have the mindset of, well, I could do that on my own and make yeah. all my own money. So it's really hard to find someone with an older school
3: mindset to be loyal for your gym and, uh, dedication to to do to work here and to just stay with it and to and to you know again not to look at it well I can I can be really wealthy here or whatever it may be and just again do what you love and I think if you asked every trainer here they're gonna every you know hopefully every employee here I would hope to think that they all would say I love my job or I love what I do you know because and that's. What we try to create here, just that environment. And with, there's no pressure, there's no, demand. we don't put any quotas on anything where we just say, do your thing. If you love it, enjoy it, you know? And so, you know, but it's all about the customer service, you know? So that's really kind of how it's always been. Yeah. Again, like I said, could be a fault to, to our own of our own to do that, or it could be a good thing, but it's just how we have always been, you know, I never, you know, this is we've always been that way from day one, you know. And I think I truly think that our people that walk in after time and they see how they are, you know, we truly, you know, they just really like being here because there is that very lit it's a very it's serious it's a serious gym. We've got great equipment and we got, you know, again, our weight room is is an awesome weight room, big, awesome weight, room, old school equipment, but but our, but we're laid back. And you know? also, I don't know how to, it's very serious, but we're very laid back. So, yeah. So it's a, it's a good, great environment, you know? So
1: hypothetical hypothetical situation? Let's say that you could find the loyalty that you're looking for in like a trainer or even a salesperson that wants to be a follower first before they come, become a leader. Um, like, how would that change things for you in terms of maybe the services, you know, that you would be able to offer or, you know, even like you might even be able to increase the amount of value that, sh- that you're providing to your members? How would that change? I'm sure it would help.
3: <laughs> yeah. I'm not opposed to any of that. You yeah. know, I mean, as long as, again, it's done, you know, we, um, I'll give you, I'll give you an example. And, you know, I guess like just give you an example. Well, We had somebody years ago that didn't tell us they were training some they were training here and we you know we try to we, we you know like every gym we you have to be uh you know you have to be a trainer here to train people you know it's just fair so to speak well this person was training somebody and he wasn't supposed to be a trainer and and so we uh and, yeah, this person had all the potential he was a great great a great great potential of you know his ability his knowledge everything but the right thing was he took the money <laughs> and it was a good, it was a substantial amount of money from his clients.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: It's like, well, I just want to make this right. Let's make this right. I want to train with you guys. I want, I, I see what you guys got here. And I, I sold, Okay, the right thing is give back the money. And we'll start from scratch. <laughs> that, that didn't work Gone. you know? So again, we have to, uh, we we pick we try to choose the right people for the, the for our place right yeah. good character you know you have to have you have to have good character to uh, be a trainer here we're not just gonna you know we we don't want you know people getting ripped off or anything like that or anything you know we, we want to have it's all about the relationships we build here and we have amazing relationships with our, with our members and um, you know and, and and I and I love that part of our gym it truly is like I've heard it. Lucas can tell you we've had so many members tell us oh this is my home from home away from home I, mean, I said man, I'm happy to hear that because you're you're like family here so you
2: know, yeah but as far as you know looking for someone to kind of fill that spot and be a good salesperson and boost our business mm-hmm. and volume and everything, we're always open-minded to that we've oh, yeah. opened the door for that role for a few people and it's just unfortunately never panned out and mm-hmm. a lot of people will have a big big game at first and then it just kind of fizzles kind of the work.
3: Mm-hmm. Or something, maybe they're just their drive, or maybe they just change. Things happen in their life to where you know they have a better opportunity, and we're not opposed. I mean, of course, you have a better opportunity. By all means, take that opportunity. But you know, but then the ones we have here, they they you know they've stayed dedicated, and we're thankful for them because they're they're good people, and they've they've showed that I think they're here for the long haul. You know?
1: Yeah. So. Okay. So, what are your like individual roles in the business <laughs> like your duties yeah is that like a do y'all have that defined do yeah, yeah.
3: Do you have that defined uh, no i'm not oh, i um i tell lucas all the time i just want to i'm at that point where i okay I'll, I'll pay the bills and i'll be the greeter <laughs> mm-hmm. and no i enjoy that i i just i do i love socializing with the members out there and you know um Lucas manages the gym for me so he you know he just takes care of you know we have a we have a billing manager you know who handles all the accounts and collections and things she handles you know the the girls up front and uh you know that kind of thing so we kind of stay on the back end of here with the weight room and everything else with the gym if there's a need for anything you know um you know uh, you know I you know uh and that's what Lucas, he, he just is the he's the operations manager of the gym. So he just oversees all that. Just buying all of our supplies,
1: yeah. supplements,
3: yeah.
2: you know, changing, fixing, making sure all that stuff's getting taken care of.
1: Like, mm-hmm. um,
2: just handling all the people that are coming in, trying to come in for new business opportunities, selling us stuff like that. So yeah, try to be on top of our marketing and, um, you know, just our website. Like I said, I just created that a little bit ago and just trying to stay a little bit more present as far as in the social point of things.
3: I stop top of everything, actually, you know, because people think that, you know, you open a business, you open the doors, and you don't realize just the details and the little things that you have to... I mean, one thing we just hired, which we're, we're so thankful for because they are doing a phenomenal job, but you don't realize how the cleanliness on your place is, is so important. We always have, for 20... 27 years, we had a, we had employees, we hired employees for as cleaners, and not that they they did okay, you know, they did pretty good, you know, there were some that did better than others, but then we hired one cleaning company, and we weren't, we just were not satisfied with them in this past, um, last half a year, Uh, 2022 into 2023, well, we've had a new company now, and I mean, tell you, our, it's so great to have our members, you know, literally, and that was my goal. I told the company, "I want them, I want the members to talk about our cleanliness as well as they talk about how great of a gym we are." And um, and there and so it, it, everything is so important. But we have to keep the lines of communication going with them. Supplies. They can, you know, you can't ever think that that's not important. It's so important to men as well as women to keep your facility super clean and everything. And and like I said, there's just so many so many details running this facility, you know, we're, we're, a, we, we're really good about staying on top of things that break down. Mm-hmm. We try not to let them go too long. You know, we, sometimes it's old school equipment, so we got to find the part, you know, and, you know, tracking it down, but we try to, you know, I got a, a buddy here who's a maintenance guy. He works for me here, and he's a, as an employee, and, and he, you know, he's on top of things, and so we do our best to try to really get that recovery of that broken down equipment or whatever it may be whatever may whatever we need we try to get it um working right away because again it's 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 really important to members see that and we try to replenish we try to bring in a piece of equipment you know and constantly buying and upgrading
2: yeah so that's the biggest thing is we once a year we do a big upgrade as far as buying equipment changing something about the gym and, um, you know, we really just put a lot of money back into it as far as upgrading and everything.
0: I don't,
2: I don't know if it, you know, you asked about the roles and everything. And we're very lucky right now to have an awesome group of workers that are dealing with the front counter and yeah. our, our sales and everything up there. And that's not always the case right yeah. now. It's very drama free. <laughs> um, it's very smooth as far as everything's flowing. And it seems like we've had to put a lot less effort because those girls are just kind of on yeah. top of it that we have up there right now and they're very competent so it's not always like that and you know sometimes the turnover can be fast with our front counter workers but we have a really good group right now and our daycare our daycare employee is awesome right now so right now we're just at a very good flowy moment um so I think we're probably appreciating that right now yeah. more than ever because it's not always like that yeah. So we're just lucky to have a good core of employees around us as well. So everyone's just kind of on the same page.
1: It's really good to hear. And I didn't know that you guys had a daycare too. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Wonderful babysitter. Great with kids. Yeah. Oh, amazing. Yeah. One of the things that I, I have to say this, if I, if I could give any advice to, to any business, to any business that deals with people, if you're a people oriented business, if you have to socialize with people again, I'm not the, I'm not the brightest guy out there. <laughs> you know, I, I, I've made probably more mistakes in this business than I've had successes, but you learn from those, but there's one thing that I know for certain. And you know, that if you have a business business where you're dealing with people like we do and any gym is a people business, don't make the mistake of not hiring people, people, you know, our employees And this, I've said this, if I said this once, I've said it a thousand times, I could care less what they look like, and I could care less what they know. Because if they want to transform themselves, they can. If they want to, you know, grow in knowledge, they can learn. But if they don't have people skills and interaction with others and treat people with kindness and treat people like you treat yourself, you know, thanks, thanks, but no thanks, (laughs) and we've had to let people go, because maybe in the interview process, they might have got by you, or, oh, yeah, I love people, and then you find out, no, they don't like people at all, (laughs) so all our, all our employees are so cool and great with people, and our members that come in, like I said, we, it's it's all first-name basis for everyone, and our girls up there are awesome, they're all people, people, you know, the, our employees, our staff, you know, yeah, honestly, I'm
2: surprised that we haven't had anyone knock on the door because usually someone's <laughs> constantly in and out. And we've been lucky that yeah. no one has done that yet.
3: If we leave yeah. the door open, forget it, guys. Just yeah. like, come plop themselves down, and we like yeah, hey, work to do. <laughs> you know, but I, we love it. But yet, sometimes it can be a it can be a hindrance, you know. But you know, we, we like I said, it's it's the friendships in here that we've developed, and that's if I like I said, if there's any advice I could give anybody in the business now or starting the business you have to have to think that mindset because you i've been in places i'm sure you have too where you walk in and you think to yourself why do they got this person at the counter the front front desk or the front counter which is literally your representation of your business and you got this Sour-looking, grumpy, bad-attitude person, and it was like, man, is I don't care if you're Mister America and you you got the muscles or you got you're the you're the woman with the perfect figure, and if you got that sour attitude, I don't care what I don't. You might think that that's what's bringing. Trust me, you're pushing them out. (laughs) You're you're scaring them out. (laughs) So, you know, it's all about having that attitude, and it really makes all the difference in the world. You have to, you have to have people that really enjoy our people people. They just enjoy other people, you know? And myself, thankfully Lucas is we're very much alike this way. You know, we we get along with everybody. But we are, you know, I, I've never even in my lifetime, I've never walked in anywhere and mistreated anybody or it was always because I love, you know, I treat people the way I want to be treated. And um, so I tell the girls that all the time, treat people the way you want to be treated. The, I even go a little further. I always tell the girls up there, I said, when somebody walks in, put yourself in their shoes and they're looking at you as a worker. What do the, what, if you're walking in, looking at yourself, what do you want to be, what do you want to see and what do you want to be greeted by or what do you want to, and they're like, well, I never, <laughs> I said, well it changes the perspective of everything, you know? <laughs>
1: yeah, absolutely. Man. It sounds like uh, you guys have great customer service and also, a great support system in your members and your staff so as we come to a close soon tell us about the goals that you have for 2023 like how would you like to see some things you know change and improve and and grow on the business side of things
2: well we kind of we had a situation recently pop up where we were looking to expand a little bit because we're in a strip mall and we had our eyes and we were really hopeful to expanding our space and like creating like a, a cross-training type open space area. It was an extra 5,000 square feet. And um, yeah. that fell through. So that kind of changed our momentum and what we thought our goals were for the year. Mm-hmm. Um, but always, you know, it's, it's being a presence in the community, getting our name out there as far as being one of the better gyms in the Northwest Indiana region. Um, you know, we have competitors like Anytime Fitness, the YMCA, Um, There used to be one called Charter and now, you know, there's Planet Fitness. So there's a lot of gyms that are solid competition and um, especially the cheaper ones. You know, when those first started coming in, that was that was pretty scary. And, um, you know, now Planet Fitness comes through. We don't necessarily bat an eye at it anymore just because we've kind of weathered that storm. So the biggest thing is just being a presence, always improving as far as equipment, you know, space, um cleanliness is a big one, making yeah. sure we're always on top of things, never letting things be down or shut down for too long. Sure. And just always staying on top of it. So right now is just, you know, keep ironing out all the kinks that we have going on here. And you know, always, you know, as far as improving our membership sales is a big, a big goal, always. So we have certain numbers that we try to meet. And throughout COVID, those numbers went down and um I think we're almost at a point to where we kind of leveled out again. So okay. again, it's just to keep growing and to keep improving there as well.
1: Yes. Yeah.
3: I got to say this. I had, a, you know, I uh, just last year, you know, I, you know, in our 27th year, I had a, I had a, an amazing offer to, to sell the gym, you know, and um, I gave it, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I gave it thought it would have been like, whoa! I'm I'm 62 years old. This is not a this is not a bad send off, you know.
1: Yeah.
3: Um, but then, its the offer did not go through. But then, I even had another offer, which was even better. And um, but I love what I do. I I just I love I love this. I could I if I do this to the day I die, and so But I I just I chose not to take the offer. I declined the offer because what was more important to me. You know my son we worked together f- for a few years but then um, we separated a little bit but my what was my important for me which was he started la- I called him last year and I just told him everything but I I just said I want us to do this again I want us to do again as father and son and let's continue and you know and it's really um, you know and I, I, I I'm I'm happier than I've ever been you know I'm I'm blessed more than I you know I feel so blessed you know working with my son how many fathers get a second chance to work with their sons you know my 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 wife and my stepdaughter they do they handle the front end with the billing it's like you know clockwork we um we just run as a one so well as a, a well-oiled machine we you know we got definitely a lot of glitches we can take care of and, be, and improve and that's that's the goal I think the goal is we can't um I think the goal is to just take what are our weak points keep striving on our on our good points and staying with that not changing that because it's It works for us but find the things that we are weak in you know like uh certain things like i want to improve more of our pro shop and things like that with our apparel and and supplements and build that up and then maybe um like i said personal training we've talked about that maybe build that up more um so just a a few things here that definitely need improvement um that we can be great you know or you know we're we're a good gym i you know i feel like we're really really good gym but um, the goal is to be great, you know, and that's, uh, and, you know, even though 28 years later, we, we're still, look, we never stop trying to improve, and I think that's life. Every day, you try to do something different to make yourself better, and we're no different here as a gym. Every day, we try to do one little thing to make ourselves better, and that's been that, that's been that way for 20, all these years. We've never stopped doing that to try to make ourselves better, and even the slightest, even the most little thing that might not seem important.
2: Believe it or not, <laughs> just as of yesterday, we finally have a live link to where we could actually do our membership sales online. As of yesterday, <laughs> as of yesterday, that's how <laughs> delayed we've been there. So it's just those little things that yeah. hopefully will help, whether it's one yeah. sign up in a year. I mean, yeah. that helps. So we never had it.
3: Before,
2: so, yeah, it's always been you have to come in to sign up. And just finally, yesterday, I added that link to our website. So hopefully that'll yeah. change things a little bit.
1: I hope so, too. Um, (laughs) You guys are on a journey from good to great, which I think is really cool. Thank you. Yeah. Gentlemen, this is a really good place for us to wrap things up on this episode. But before we sign out, please tell our listeners where they can find you.
2: Hmm. We are located in Portage, Indiana, 6020 Central Avenue. (laughs) Um, We're about 45 minutes outside of Chicago. Um, If you're coming through, we'd be more than willing to give you a free visit. Um, Come on, check us out.
3: Yeah, we're off the Portage of exit on 94, uh, Interstate 94. We're just um, south of 94, and um, yeah, so just a great old school gym. You know, every everybody that walks in here that has never been here before, man, old school gym. You <laughs> know, you don't see. Them. I said, no, this is this is who we are. It's a it's a great gym, awesome gym. So we would love to have you. We would love to meet you, and uh, you know, just stop on by anytime.
1: All right, Lucas, Alan, thank y'all so much. We really appreciate your time and contribution to the show. Definitely looking forward to seeing what you guys are going to be able to accomplish down the road. So Thanks. everybody- God bless yeah, you, thank, you're thank
0: you.
1: You're welcome. So everybody who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget if y'all want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time,
0: You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over four thousand gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview.
5: What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'm your host today, Adam, and today with me is Mister John with the Zoo Health Club out of Charleston, South Carolina. John, how are we doing? good adam how are you hey doing pretty well um it's good to see a friendly face in the same local area as each other so um i know the weather's a little gloomy out there a little rainy but not too bad yeah we need to wash this pollen away anyway so it's good yes i have never experienced so much pollen in my entire life i'm thankful that my uh my apartment place has a, a little car wash station so i can just go rinse my car off without having to go pay for a wash and have it defeat the purpose yeah it's pretty amazing how crazy it is but but. Oh man and yeah. Uh, well anyways, uh appreciate you taking the time on your day today. What I'm going to do is turn it around to you. Go ahead and give our listeners a little background on who you are, what you've done, and ultimately how you got into opening up the Zoo Health Club. All
6: right. Well, thanks again for the opportunity. My um my wife and I, Ingrid, we um we worked in food and beverage for many many years. Um Charleston is obviously known for that, and uh, and we loved it. We it's an exciting industry, but we realized that for longevity sake with three young children that we, you know, we needed to probably have a little bit healthier lifestyle, so to speak. And so opportunity came uh, uh, to us in the, you know, in the form of some family changes. Um, and we decided that if we are going to go into business, we probably don't want to stay in that industry. So we did some research and we had just gotten back into, um, to fitness and, and we joined a, a gym here locally and, it was decent and we liked it and we liked our experience, but we felt like there there could have been more. Um, so when it was time to kind of pull the trigger on um on doing something for ourselves and making our own money, we decided that, you know, a a, a full service health pub was a good option, especially in our neighborhood here in West Ashley and Charleston. Um, there was kind of a void of of something local and more community driven. Um, and that's kind of what we shot for. We also had some experience. I lived in Rio de Janeiro for a few months before we decided to uh, to take this on and um, joined a gym there, and we really liked the vibe, and I don't know if, if you've been or if anybody's ever been to any kind of fitness facility in, in Brazil, but they do it right, man, and I think it has something to do with like labor costs and those kind of things, but you walk into a gym there, and there's five or six people at the desk greeting you. They're Attendants cleaning every piece of equipment as it gets you know used there are trainers that are just part of the staff that walk around and help with form and help with advice and write programs and so it it was an amazing experience that obviously probably wouldn't necessarily be sustainable in the states just because of a cost of living situation but we felt like we can try to get close to it as far as you know the level of experience and so we took a lot of those philosophies and um and uh kind of ran with it, Um, opened five years ago, obviously the last, you know, three or so have been a little odd with, you know, the world struggling through a pandemic, but we survived, we took every opportunity we could from, you know, all of the programs that could help, and um, I feel like now we are thriving, it's um, forced us to kind of reconfigure some of our philosophies, but um, I think that the kind of the most rewarding part of it all is the network of people we've we've developed and, uh, and it's really been great to be part of a community that has embraced us and appreciated what we've done.
5: Absolutely. I love that. And uh, never been to Brazil. However, one of my old neighbors in Florida is from Brazil and there, there is a, you know, in a sense, it's kind of like dirt cheap to live in Brazil from, from what I hear. And so, that might have something to do with you know their their way of living and cost of living and things like that, but um, no, that's cool that you were able to take some some concepts and things and kind of implement it down here in the states and you know make it make it something you know more unique than what you traditionally see
6: yeah, we hope we hope that that's the case. Um, really, our big focus, and obviously we want the basics you know we want to have our anyone that comes in the door have a good experience from a fitness perspective. We also wanted to focus on the experience elsewhere, right? Like when you when you walk in, is the is the greeting warm and and welcoming? Um, is is the is the club clean and organized? And can you find the things that you want? Um, so, yes, uh, the, the goal is to come in, you know, strive for results, um, feel good in the moment, but also we want them to come back and want them to tell their friends based on you know, the little things, the, the sense of family and community. And, um, it's as simple as we haven't seen someone that checks in most days in a few days, ask them where they've been, you know, it's as simple as that. And people seem to have, to have really liked it. And, um, you know, so far so good.
5: Wonderful. Love that. So obviously I'm familiar with the zoo. I'm sure, you know, some of our listeners are familiar as well, but let's Kind of dive in a little bit. Give us a little bit of a uh, an elevator pitch. Kind of, you know, what are all the services you offer? And then somebody coming into you guys, what's kind of like your initial consultation like to kind of determine, you know, what's going to be the best fit?
6: Okay, so we are we're ten thousand square feet. So you know, by comparison, um, especially in our in our neighborhood, it's a small um, it's a small space, smaller, I guess. Um, I feel like there's plenty of room to to do what we need. You know. The challenge is kind of these more unique pieces of equipment that you know some people may may be looking for. We have pretty straightforward equipment, and what you know what we sell is the whole experience. You know, we have you can come in, put your headphones in, lift weights all by yourself, no worries, or you can take a, a group fitness class, or you can sign up with a personal trainer. Um, you know, all of the basics. Um, we just we just want to do it in a very genuine way. Um, it was our experience and our limited experience as, as consumers of fitness before this, that unfortunately, and maybe it's labor costs or whatever, but a lot of times you don't get kind of a a warm customer service, um, feeling with a lot of clubs, um, here we wanted it to be different. We wanted it to be, and we, we throw the word around mom and pop a lot, um, but it's true. We wanted it to, you know, if, if Walmart is Walmart, we are the general store down the street. That's, you know, surviving on the community, embracing it. And, uh, and we really kind of like that. And um, our secondary logo, our, our subtitle is lift local um, because not only are we lifting weights and we're local, but you know, we're, we're lifting the community. Um, We want to be part of the community. We want to, be known as, you know, that's the local place. And uh, there's lots of pride there. Um, But as far as, you know, what we're selling, it's the basics. It's a a clean environment. It's welcoming. It's functioning. It's, you know, if you go in and you want to hop on a treadmill, they're all operating. You know, Um, if you want to uh, get on a squat rack and do a whole routine for an hour, we've got, so for for 10,000 square feet, we have seven full squat racks which, you know, I don't, I don't know the statistic, but per capita, that's got to be pretty high up there. But um, yeah, we just, uh, it's one of these things that I think it comes from, you know, personality, but every individual person, every minute needs to be kind of treated the way they want, right? So um, if you kind of obsess over the individual, the, the whole will be much better for it, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Uh,
5: and yeah, 7 racks is... Mm-hmm. Uh, very nice. That that, that <laughs> meets my eye quite well. Um, yeah. If uh, West Ashley's traffic wasn't <laughs> so bad, you know. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, seven seven is good. Um, y- y- the only time you see, you know, like the big big bucks gyms where you know like Crunch has, actually, you know, not even in this area. They they don't even have that many. They have a few, but not not seven. Um, I lived down in South Florida, and there was one that had like. Seven or eight presses, racks, you know, all all the stuff. But it was also probably like twenty four thousand square feet. It was, it was massive. Yeah, uh, yeah. But yeah, so that's great. Um. So, and I know you mentioned this earlier, but so ten thousand square feet. You know, how many members do you guys have currently? Roughly, we're around two thousand members. Um,
6: obviously need some more, like we all do. But, um, yeah, I, really loyal membership. I think that, you know, I was looking at some statistics recently, and um, in the last 30 days, about 60% of that group has checked in at least once, right? So, you know, we have pretty pretty active members, you know, pretty, pretty good check-in numbers. Uh, we want them to come back. Obviously, you have to retain them to make the money. So um, if they're getting the experience they want and they're keep coming, keeping coming back, they're not going to decide to go somewhere else or, you know, uh, there's a, obviously a trend to, to home fitness now, and um, I, I'm a big believer that you do what's most comfortable, but if you really want to achieve results, I think that to be in a community is that much more advantageous, um, even if you don't participate. Just to be there and feel the vibe. I know that if you are at a bench by the dumbbells and there's somebody right next to you doing something and working hard, it's just human nature to work hard as well. You know, so. Um, I feel like and you know preaching to the choir here, but I feel like there's always gonna be a place um for the community um gym and the place where I can go and be with other people um to uh, to achieve those results but um no so far so good obviously there are opportunities everywhere um we we compete against the planet fitnesses of the world, obviously, and then there's some other kind of big big box gyms around us that you know, they provide more, you know, there are more amenities than we can, but what they don't provide is that that kind of personal touch and that attention to detail. And, you know, I, I work the front desk 35 hours a week. So if you're coming in here, you're going to meet the owner. You're going to kind of have the ear of the person that can make the change if you need a change or, you know, whatever. So I'm, yeah, uh,
5: it's, it's been good yeah absolutely um so you know kind of touching on 35 hours obviously you know owner you know family kids things like that you know what's kind of like your big long goals for the zoo you know like let's talk the rest of this year maybe the next couple years you know like where do you really want to see you know your facility and you know how much time you're spending in the facility rather than you know maybe like on the facility behind the scenes
6: um good question i um I feel like that's a a pretty fluid answer. You know, things change constantly. I know that ultimately I'd like to have potentially another location. Um, Charleston, as you're aware, but others may not be, there's tons of waterways. And so um, even though a neighborhood can only be five miles away from another one, because you have to cross a bridge, it becomes a different entity, right? And so if I wanted to open another, um, you know, club this size 10 miles away in the town of Mount Pleasant, it would be a completely different client base and um, an opportunity there. So I do aspire to open other locations. Um, I can't imagine, I've just, I'm really high energy. Um, I, regardless if I'm an Uber driver, I'm going to drive my car 20 hours a day. Like I just like to be up and working and, and if work doesn't feel like work, then, you know, you're just up living your life. So Um, As far as how I see myself and what I do, I probably will always be in here and, you know, always chatting with people and, you know, learning about what they want and what they need. Um, I think that's part of the reason why we're successful is just that drive. Um, But yeah, I mean, everyone aspires for more and, you know, I can, I can raise that that 2000 members here to 2500 and 3000 and sell, you know, 10% of those personal training packages that would be great but if i could do that double by opening a second club that's kind of a no brainer so yeah um yeah. covid slowed us down on that um prospect but you know we're not we're not
5: giving it up so to speak yeah 100% and that that's it shows a lot of character and value in you know what you do and your, your facility by being in there, you know, kind of seeing what's going on, you know, where, where there can be some adaptations or, you know, some changes to make it better and, you know, those types of things. So, you know, kudos to you for being, you know, in on scene, you know, being a part of the facility and kind of, you know, showing face where, you know, some owners are kind of remote and they'll check in every now and then it's kind of like a disconnect almost.
6: Yeah. And obviously I'm not disparaging anyone's idea of what they should be doing. Um, that's just, just the way I do it and 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 you can see that I think it's kind of it goes against the grain because anytime I meet a new member or someone that's coming in for a tour and you know it comes back to I don't I, don't, I feel uncomfortable saying I'm John the owner but if it comes back to the, to the fact that I do own the club um, there's a there's a look of surprise and kind of amazement that the person they're talking to is the one that's in charge of everything I feel like it shouldn't be a surprise right as far as you know, um, if you see a really good product, chances are the operator is somebody that's
5: got skin in the game, you know? Yeah, 100%. Absolutely. Um, so let's kind of dive in a little bit more, you know, let's kind of start off with, you know, leads. Obviously, COVID kind of messed everybody up. Um, and, you know, there, there's still remnants of, you know, COVID entities and masks and, you know, people that want to, you know, live a certain way, which is totally fine. Um, but for you and you know, since things have started to slow down a little bit, you know where you know where are you get your leads, the majority from, and then you know how many would you say you get on a weekly or monthly basis? Um, leads are interesting because I think because of our
6: philosophy and our kind of atmosphere and experience, the majority of them come from referrals. You know, word of mouth, um, um, friends telling friends. Um, which is a bread and butter for everyone anywhere. And, you know, those are great. We don't do any kind of referral programs. You know, you don't get any benefit from bringing your friend that signs up. We just, we just hope that you want to bring your friend because you're proud of where you go. Um, but from a more practical place, we it's social media, almost exclusively. Um, we've got a big presence on Instagram and Facebook. We, we, tried to do it ourselves early on and found that it's very tedious. Um, it's very time consuming as far as, you know, keeping consistency and, and all those kind of things. And so we hired a company locally that um, uh, focuses on social media marketing and um, content creating and all those things. And they come in once a month, every six weeks, and they they take a bunch of pictures and videos and build up the content base and We just post constantly There's stories and reels and, you know, all those things. And I I think that that's not just where people are consuming their information, but also the most cost effective, obviously. Um, I think gone are the days of and when we first started five years ago and it's only five years ago, you had to print out 5000 flyers and, you know, direct mail those and have 97 percent of those people throw them in the garbage. Um, but I don't think I would ever do anything like that again. You know, it's um, it's there's many more avenues than kind of the traditional um, ways of marketing. Um, and because, you know, it's pretty straightforward, we don't even really track where our leads come from necessarily. Um, we'd like to know if a, if a, a current member has has referred them just so that we can, you know, have, you know, that much more of a personal connection with that person. But um Really, we just we're glad that they're in there. Um, we probably get, on a monthly basis, I don't know, 200, 250 new leads um, in the door. Uh, that many more impressions on social media, which, which I understood a little bit more. Maybe I should do some research. But um, we, uh, we sign, on average, 80 to 110 new members a month, obviously, depending on what promotions we're doing. Um, but the leads are there and uh and what we're trying to do now and i think that you know and i'm i'm inexperienced relatively speaking when it comes to this industry but um it seems to me and like i said i i don't know if i mentioned but i come from food and beverage and restaurants but we always worked on increasing the sales we already had right so average check is a term that we use a lot in the restaurant game. And, Um, I feel like it should be the same thing in any industry. So take the customer base you have and have them spend more. And so we have a big focus on personal training. Obviously we run our own program here for that. Um, We do small group fitness, which um, drives that, that um, uh, arm, I think they call it in the, in the, in the fitness industry, uh, average revenue monthly per member or month, whatever that works out. But um, we just want them to spend more, you know. We want to service the ones that are here, not have to run after new ones all the time. Um, I read something recently that only twenty percent of Americans are gym members, and those eighty percent are. It's really hard to convert them, right? So we should focus on the twenty percent that we have, and and how can we get them to to not just spend more. So we make more, but experience more for what they're spending. So um demo- I was just reading some, some stuff about demographics in gyms. And um, this isn't how we tackled it going into it. Like our, our focus early on was like our generation. I'm in my mid forties. And so we were looking at, you know, young parents, um, kind of the less mills crowd in the gym um kids club. We needed a, babysitter in the place we have found and COVID kind of forced our hand this way, that that's not necessarily the best demographic. They may be promoters and they're going to go tell all of their friends, but they want to spend the minimum, right? Because they've got, they've got a mortgage and they've got two kids and they've got all of these expenses. If you focus on the younger demographic, you know, 18 to 30, 18 to 35, those guys are spending $15 on avocado toast, you know? So they've got money, for, you know, uh, you know, self-help and all these things. And so let's get them in here and let's get them taking, you know, personal training sessions or a class that charges a little more or sell them that protein shake, you know, those kind of things. Um, Long story short, I just like the fact that that it's always some sort of um, brainstorming, some sort of understanding the industry, some sort of you know, this month is different than last month. And so to me, it's just really exciting, not just from the fitness aspect of it all, which everybody knows, you know, you, you leave here and you've got a pump and you feel good and everybody's happy. It's great, but it's also great to kind of understand how to make them even happier while kind of filling your pocket. So, um, it's not for everybody, but I feel like that if you're determined, driven and love to work out, it's this. it's the greatest lifestyle ever plus on top of it all you're healthy right like you're by design you are staying active and you're staying fit you want to live a better lifestyle i think it's just genius really yeah there's no better feeling
5: than the pump according to absolutely. absolutely he's right yeah uh live for the pump it's it's definitely it's a huge stress reliever it's a huge anxiety reliever for a lot of people and you know it, like you said it it gets the endorphins flowing serotonin's going you feel good you get done it's like ah like I go tackle the rest of the day now because I feel so good those kind of things hundred percent right. uh, and yes to to the point you know that there, there is you know, kind of some cohesiveness with obviously getting new members in the door because you always want fresh new faces, but then, you know, getting the ones that are already there to, you know, multiply, you know, bigger ticket prices, but then, you know, selling the people that are coming in on bigger ticket prices as well. That's great. Uh, so yeah. Multiple avenues there. Um, what kind of current things, you know, in, in 250 leads in the door, that's pretty good. Um, what things are you guys doing to kind of nurture that lead for a higher ticket sale? You know, Are there like promotions, like hey, get you know two free training sessions, or you know, if you sign up today, you know, all the different like spiels and things like that? Yeah, so, um,
6: we uh, another thing that we wanted to kind of do when we decided to get into this was, um, not be such aggressive salespeople like some in this industry has, have been before, right? Like it's a lot of um objections that people may have, even if they are gym goers, about continuing to go is man, that trainer texted me again, or every time I'm in there, somebody's asking me about this and about that. So we, we try to do it as subtly as we can, but we do offer two free personal training sessions for any, um, uh, new members every now and then we'll throw in a contest for that, where even if you've had those two free ones before you can have them again, so you can get into a uh, giveaway. Just last month, we gave away some, um, wireless Bose headphones for anyone who signed up for, um, for personal training sessions. Um, We give two away with a trainer. So it's not like there's a a training manager that goes through an assessment process. We just, you just jump right into two sessions. Um, Depending on, you know, when they schedule it, it could be as simple as a upper body, lower body split on the same week, just to give them an idea of what it feels like to work with the trainer Um, and do everything in kind of the we're not trying to sell you anything philosophy, right? We're just, this is it. Hopefully you love the product. This is what the product costs. We'd love for you to do it. So um, I think part of the success in converting those leads is not seeming desperate to convert those leads. Um, they they We offer a three-day free trial. Um, they come in and they start the trial. There's no real follow-up. Like there's no, hey, listen, you're on your last day. What are you going to do? It's, it's all very organic, very take it or leave it. We hope that you love it. So far people have, so it's worked out. Um, but I think that we, we overall felt like the philosophy should be let them make the decision, right? Provide the the facility and the atmosphere and the experience that is hard to say no to and just let them experience it. And if they say no, they say no, that's great. You know, uh, good luck to you. Hopefully you find a, a good option for you, but majority of them, if they're looking for this, you know, kind of niche thing, they're gonna they're gonna join up and they're gonna love it.
5: I've always liked the the cautious approach. I guess is what I call it. You know, it's, you're not super sharp, but th- there's ways to sell without selling. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's kind of like the Jedi, right? It you know, you, you, you provide all these other wow factors that get them hooked. And then it could be as simple as, well, Hey man, this is our last session together. Uh, you know, have you, you had any thoughts about, you know, what's going to go on further. And it's like something just so subtle where it's not like, well, Hey man, these are our packages to offer. Which one sounds best for you? Mm-hmm. Right? Um, you know, depending on each philosophy and each gym owner's motto and you know how they want to run things, but you know, there, there could be simple things that just make feel person feel comfortable. You know like hey like it's been a great three sessions you know do you have any you know plans to continue on or and then if they say well you know maybe and you know what you know however the conversation goes but um yeah i think some for for some people it works because some people don't like to be pushed and that kind of throws a red flag for them mm-hmm. there's some people that are like they need to be pushed because they're just uncertain of themselves and it's like they need direction and where they should go because they don't have the confidence to make it themselves um Yeah, yeah. so I think that with us, and
6: and granted, we have to be realistic in thinking that if they have definitely, if they've approached us and said, Hey, listen, I see that you have two training sessions as part of my membership, I'd like to schedule those. They kind of already have it in their mind that there is a very strong potential that I'm going to continue to do this. So we have a very captive audience once they're in that session. But I want them to feel like, and it's, it used to be three sessions. We felt like that probably took too long. But within those two sessions, it's almost like we want them to feel like this is a routine, right? This is what I'm going to do Monday and Wednesday at 9 a.m. because this is what I've done the last couple of days. Plus, I think that what, we've, what we do from a personal training philosophy, and I guess from kind of any aspect of it, just our, you know, regular members, we don't want to necessarily teach you how to work out or how to lift? So obviously, that's a byproduct that comes with it. We want to teach you how to love to work out and how to love to lift and how to feel badly when you miss it. So we focus a lot on the experience, on the um, kind of overall fun factor, so to speak. You know, we want them to to more than I need to lose twenty pounds. You know, that's uh, up to the individual, really. Anyway. We want them to want to lose those 20 pounds and to be part of a community that um, they're proud of. Um, and so everybody has hobbies, you know, people like to go fishing and people like to go playing golf or those kind of things. I want to develop a whole bunch of people whose hobby is coming to the gym and working out. And, uh, and it's a pretty good one because, you know, when you go fishing, you're drinking some beers, right? Like it's it kind of, is counterintuitive to, um health and wellness and longevity and all those things so if your hobby also makes you stronger and and more resilient to things then kind of a no-brainer
5: absolutely (laughs) creating a creating a good environment that you know attracts more people naturally because it's such a good environment is you know no-brainer yep um so John, you mentioned, you know, obviously you're getting, you know, about 80 to 110 members a month, give or take, like you said, what you're running and things like that, you know, what's kind of like the retention, like, you know, obviously, you know, bigger box style gyms, you know, obviously people come go as they need to, you know, do you guys see a high turnover? Do you see a lot of retention? You know, what's kind of that been like so far? So it, it, it's, if it's, it's very fluid. It fluctuates throughout the
6: year. Um, I would obviously everyone strives to, for better retention. Um, I feel like, um, our length of engagement's really good because we have a smaller membership. So most of our, most of our members have been here a long time. Um, we just last fall went away from the 12 month contract model. Um, so we raised our, our rates slightly and we said, Hey, listen, no contracts. Um, that's really helped. Um, I, if, if I average let's say I average a hundred new members, I probably have, you know, 65, 70 that are canceling every month. So, The retention isn't terrible. It could always be better. I'm sure everyone knows that it could always be better. Um, but more than, more than just retaining those members, I want those members to be more engaged, um, to spend more, um, and to ultimately refer us more. Right. So if everybody loves it, they're going to tell all their friends and, you know, it becomes kind of easy to get new. Um, we've, we've really focused recently on, on, um, Average monthly revenue and, and getting that up, obviously spurred by the fact that we raised our our membership rates and we saw that, you know, we're servicing fewer but making more. Um, let's take that and go even further. Um, so we've on top of and then the big ones obviously is membership, personal training, um, group fit. Now we've added a group training aspect um, and a new class we've programmed called Forte. Um, our group fit room's about. 1,200, 1,300 square feet. So it's not a big space um, for a body pump style class. It probably fits 20 folks. Um, We've kind of shrunk that room down a little bit by putting some equipment in there. We've got um, training stations at all four corners. Um, So it becomes kind of an exclusive training room for one-on-one clients. Um, And then a few times a week, I'd like to run a weight training class um, out of that room um, the philosophy behind it, it's called Forte, and the philosophy behind it is we're considering it kind of like a PE class, you know, like a, a physical education class in school where, you know, it's driven by the coach. Um, everyone's uh, kind of on the same mindset trying to achieve the same things regardless of your ability or, um, you know, level of fitness. Um, and we utilize, you know, barbells and benches and racks. And, you know, where I just had a class the other day. We called it Forte Measured. Where we did, it was legs and shoulders, and we did the first six minutes of the working period, you were at a rack with a partner, and you had to do five sets of five, right? And you had that six minutes to do it, increasing weight. So it's as much as we can um, simulate a traditional, uh, you know, session weight training that, you know, any bodybuilder would do. We, tr- we tried to do that and followed it up with some supersets, and we got their heart rate up because most people that like go into a class and want their heart rate up the whole time but there's something to be said about building that that muscle you know with uh, with that focus but um, it's been successful so far we're just we just started rolling out we're in the preview part of it now um, every class that we've offered has been full which is a really good thing um, everyone's left um, with a positive um, Experience, I feel like and I and I teach them and I come from sports and I was I was a pretty high level basketball player but I always focused on what the coach was doing right like I was interested in how they communicated with us and how they got different personalities to achieve different things and so I don't know if you were an athlete as a young person but there was always a coach that yelled and a coach that was sarcastic and a coach that used negative reinforcement, but you knew that they weren't really negative. There was just that style. And it makes for a kind of a fun time. And so I will rag on you in there and we will have a good time. And um, and it's and, and try to make as many jokes as I can during the hour that we're in there as possible. And um, I feel like it's empowering that way. And so it's much more than just the fitness, you know, it's the experience. Just like I've said, everything else, I, I want them to leave satisfied with their fitness, but also leave satisfied with the time spent was well worth it on every level.
5: And that's what counts the most is, you know, making every second count, making sure that they had a great time. And at the end of the day, we can't please everybody. There's always going to be that one or one or two people that are like, eh, you know, whatever, whatever. But mm. if you can appeal to the majority, you know, and you know that you're doing your job hundred percent and that you couldn't give anything else. Then that's all you can do. That's right. And if, and if you're a, a caring individual, even the
6: negative experiences will, will affect you, you know, and I, and, and I've had just like anybody who has operated a fitness facility as you've had those bad apples where you have to kick them out or you have to kind of, for lack of a better word, show your teeth a little and stand up for yourself. And that happens here and there, but um, it's very rare. And, um, I think that, you know, if you're calm and you can kind of explain to them what we're trying to achieve and, you know, it's a collective thing and let's, let's work together. There'll be the handful that don't want to work with you and that's fine. But you know, the majority of people are, they, they're positive people. And I'm, I'm happy for that.
5: Yeah. 100%. Um, well, I got a couple last things here for you before you get ready to wrap up. Um, you know, I, I think this one will resonate very well with you. You know, what words of advice would you give somebody that's looking to start their own fitness journey? You know, they're opening up their own business, whether you know it's a it's a boutique franchise, whether it's just their own game plan, they're coming up with the whole thing from scratch. You know, what what would you say to them to get started? Oh, wow, it's a good one. Um, a couple of things, just right off
6: the top of my head, you have to surround yourself with people that you want to be around. Um, from a staff perspective, um, if you have to deal with any negativity on the ones that are supposed to be on your side inherently, you're not going to provide the service you need for those of us looking for those, you know, the people looking in, um, from the outside. So have to have good people around you. Um, whether you, you know, it's a small staff or a big staff, um, you, you have to trust them. You have to know that they are in it with you and have the same philosophies and ideas. And we've been lucky that way. Um, but really, the and everybody asked me this, and we talked about it a little bit earlier. Um, to measure success, you have to think outside of just dollars and cents. Um, if you can pay your bills and live a comfortable life, but know that when you're going to work and you're going to this experience, it is positive. Um, it is something that you want to get, go to every day. It's not something that brings you any kind of extra stress it's going to be stressful. Obviously, you're, you know, you're taking on kind of the weight of the world on your shoulder, the weight of your world on your shoulders. But to know that the ultimate goal should be your quality of life, because that reflects on what you're trying to sell, because what we're selling in fitness is a better quality of life. And so um, it's hard. It really is. But you have, you you've got to keep a positive attitude. You've got to focus on how it is that it's going to Be that way. Like, how can you keep positive um, attitude about the whole thing and and just go from there? So it starts at the top. Like if you're happy and you are thrilled to be there and do those things, so will everyone else from staff to members. And um, so I think that um, that's kind of what you need to do and and be patient with it from both from all aspects, financially and otherwise. Um, It doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't happen over five years. Um, there's always something new to achieve. Um, and I think that that's kind of the philosophy of a successful person is, or even in fitness, right? Like if you reach a PR on a bench press, you have to set a new PR goal, right? And so if I reach a certain threshold of membership or PT clients, then you set the new goal. There's no, there's no complacency, um, but all with a good positive attitude and knowing that really in the end of it, it's not that serious. You know, it's a it's a hospitality um, industry, and so we're you know we are saving lives, so to speak, more than the than the general population. But at the end of it, it's still just you know,
5: it's simple. Always changing life. <clears throat> um well great answer there uh, a lot of different perspectives everyone's got a little something different to say at all times so last but not least for the show is go ahead and give all the ways that our listeners can reach your facility facebook instagram website go ahead and shout them out awesome thank you we are the zoo health club charleston um we are in west ashley uh which is west
6: of the ashley river if you're not familiar um we are on we have a website the zoocharleston.com. you got every bit of information you need about us there Um, big presence on Instagram, the Zoo Charleston, and Facebook, the Zoo Charleston. Um, But yeah, a quick Google search, you'll find all about us. We are very transparent. Um, There's none of this hiding rates and come in to talk about what it costs, those kind of things It's out there. It's straightforward. It's a a good that we're providing for a price. We hope you love it. And um, so far, people have. So I'm very thankful. I'm thankful for the Charleston community. I'm thankful for all of my People And they know who they are who have been there um, from the very start. And, um, and we are, we're thrilled, we're going to keep going. And uh, hopefully, hopefully it stays as fruitful as it has been.
5: I absolutely appreciate that, John. Exactly. Well, for everybody out there listening, that's been the show. If you want, you know, a very transparent, honest, you know, welcoming community that's going to give you a great workout, you'll go check out the zoo and in- excuse me, the Zill Health Club Charleston, Um, especially if you're in the area, if you're local. Um, I know that I'm going to be checking it out. Um, So yeah, check it out, look them up, see if it makes sense. Um, And if it makes sense, if you want to come on the show, we would love to have you. So feel free to click on our link below, fill out your information. We'll get you on and we'll talk all things fitness and business related. But until then, y'all, that's another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. Gym Lords, out.
0: Now stick around for the rest of this episode.
4: Use coupon code Lords on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders.
7: What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I am your host. My name is Joe Fitzgerald. Joining us on the show today, we have Nadia Baudouin of Common Ground Fitness Center joining us from Greenfield, Massachusetts. Nadia, what's going on? How are you today?
4: I'm doing great, Joe. How are you doing?
7: Very, very well. I'm excited to to get into this. And I got the chance to to dig around and and ask my questions of common ground and and what's going on here pre-interview. I think context is important on all of this. So for some background for people listening, before we talk business and all that that entails describe a common ground fitness center in your own words so people know what it is that we're here to talk about.
4: All right. Well, our mission at common ground fitness center is to build a healthier community, making it fun, effective, and affordable as well. Our motto is we do fitness better and we do it together. And um, we're a, a fitness facility that is open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We also offer fitness classes, personal training, and private Pilates instruction, and we are being open 24-7. We are not staffed, and so when we have people who sign up for membership, they gain access through a door reader, through an app that we use, and that's how people can come and go whenever they want, and it has been working out really great as a business model, and our members love it.
7: Got it. Okay. And so- 24-hour model take us back in in the the memory bank for you of how you became involved with this because as i understand this business has been a long time existing facility walk me through at what point you became involved and how that transition of purchasing an existing gym went for you
4: sure So I will give you the whole kind of little, um, history as briefly as possible. So the gym originally started off as a women's fitness center. It was owned by three women and it was called ACD women's fitness. They opened up their gym in a converted, um, garage space and, uh, it was a curves type model, but they also offered some other, uh, amenities as well, um, as well as fitness classes too. Then they decided to sell the business. And when they sold the business, they sold it to a couple. Um, their names are Eric and Hannah Mosher. And what they did was they converted it into a co-ed gym at that point. And they bought some new equipment. They offered some different types of fitness classes and got away from that curves type of model. And then they decided um, because... As every gym owner knows, it's really hard to staff (laughs) um, front desk people, Um, you know, that becomes difficult. And they also had two young kids as well. And so it's, it's, it's difficult to run a gym and have someone at the front desk all of the time. And they also wanted to stand out by being able to be open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So what they did was they set up a whole system um, and they used a company called Open Path, um, which is like a door reader service. And so the way that that works is that you download the Open Path uh, app onto your phone with your Bluetooth on, um, you click on the app, you hit the, the, the unlock button for the door to open. And it reads, um, through that keypad through your Bluetooth and it opens up, it unlocks and opens up the door for you. Sure. And so the, and then they had a whole security surveillance system put in. So it was really a, a wonderful setup that way. So my business partner and I, and her name is Jamie Roberts, she and I bought the business in April of 2020. So all of this was already set up for us. Um, and so what happened was, is that um, COVID came and the lockdown yes, came and Eric and Hannah had an opportunity um specifically Eric had an opportunity to uh, take a job in Kansas. And so they announced that they were either going to be selling the business by May 1st of 2020, or they were going to liquidate the business and just close down altogether. And my really good friend, Jamie um, was a member there. It was a wonderful community for her. She loved it. She made a lot of friends there and she really didn't want to see the gym be shut down. And so she approached me, um, because she knew that I had a lot of experience and a lot of background in the fitness industry. I've been doing this for over 25 years now, um, as a fitness instructor, personal trainer, Pilates instructor, I've been a general manager. So I, I have all of that experience. And she asked me to come on board with that and sent me a message probably, two or three weeks after the lockdown and said, Hey, I don't, I know this is really bad timing, but Eric and Hannah are going to be selling the, the gym. Are you interested in buying it with me? Um, And so after some research and, and really taking a look at the business model, we decided that it was a really great fit for us. And so we made the purchase in April and then we became the official owners uh, June 1st of 2020 still not able to open, but we um, continued um, keeping our, the membership base engaged by doing virtual classes online. And then we also um, held classes outdoors at our local uh, high school track. And that was very successful. And then finally, middle of July, we were able to officially open our doors back up again. So yeah, yeah. So it's- Positive aligning. Yes, exactly. So it was was a very exciting time, um, but also still a lot of unawares too. Everything was very restricted with capacities and spacing and how many people you could have in the facility and how far apart everybody needed to be and not sharing equipment. So we had to be very careful and we had to be very intentional um, because we wanted to make sure that everybody felt safe and comfortable coming into the gym. And really it was it was starting over again. They had, you know, a solid membership base, but a lot of people, you know, their lives totally changed whether it was financially or with their health or um, how they felt about, COVID in general, um, everybody had different comfort levels. So we had some people who didn't want to come in. So we kept the virtual classes going. We kept the outdoor classes going as long as we could until it got too cold and too dark. And then, uh, then we finally started offering, uh, classes indoors, but you know, we're very restrictive on how many people mm-hmm. we would have in the classes. So it was really starting over again. I had been working prior to COVID as a personal trainer at the body shop in Greenfield and had gotten laid off because they had to close down. And I had a really solid list of clients that I saw regularly. It was, uh, and basically out of all the clients that I had, after we were able to open, I had one person come back. Um, My clientele- Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so I,
7: I, let me pause you for a yeah, minute and just sure. kind of summarize to get back to, to where we are here. Yeah. We bought a gym right at the beginning of COVID. Didn't know what COVID was going to look like. Didn't know when we'd be able to open, but the opportunity presented itself. Mm-hmm. Couldn't say no. We got in, did what we had to do, just kind of figured out what was possible, running outdoor classes, running some virtual stuff, just to keep people in the loop. Once we were able to get things moving again, albeit with restrictions, the, the the natural repercussion of what happened to the fitness industry is that we lost a lot, right? People either yeah. canceled, people didn't come back, people weren't ready to come back, whatever brand that looks like. Everybody listening to this podcast knows exactly <laughs> what you're talking about,
4: yes. by the way.
7: And so it's unfortunate. But not uncommon. I think right. so many examples in our space, it's almost like we have this established physical business. The equipment is all still there. Right. But on paper, fresh, clean slate. You know? Yeah,
4: <laughs> exactly. I build this exactly. thing from the
7: ground up. Yeah. And so take us from there.
4: Yeah. Where were so- we then? And I will say, too, that one of the benefits of being in that lockdown was we were able to get into the space and really make some nice renovations. We painted, we put in fresh coats of paint, we bought some new equipment, we really freshened things up and and made some changes. And that was really... It was easy to do because nobody was in there. And so there was, you didn't have to work around people working out or have to close down the business because it was already closed. So um, now the next question you had, sorry to interject that. um, Go ahead. But your next question was where are we now? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, Um, we were able to open back up officially um, in the middle of July. And it's been slow going since then. But over time, um, we've built up our membership again. So we started off with Thirteen members when we first reopened, and wow. now we're yeah, thirteen. Yep. 30. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Prior to COVID, they had probably a good like eighty to hundred solid members. Um, when we had to reopen, thirteen people signed back up again.
7: Yeah. So this isn't. This so, is from the ground up.
4: Yeah, yes. From the okay. ground up again. So, um, but over time, so now we're up to sixty members. Um, when I when when I started back up with personal training again and the private Pilates instruction, I had one client come back to me. Now I have a solid um, full load of clients where it's getting to the point where I I can take more people if they can be seen during the day, but I'm a single mom, so I can't really take a whole lot of people in the evenings. The only time I can do it is Monday nights, and my I am booked solid from 3 p.m. until 8 p.m.
1: Mm.
4: every single Monday. So um, I'm at the point now where I need to hire more trainers, Um at that point. So we've really have built up our, our, our business and really started getting a whole lot of momentum with, of course, some setbacks here and there. I remember in January of 2021, you know, January. Yeah. It's the big, you know, new year's resolution. People are wanting, you know, they have new fitness goals. They want to come into the gym. And that was the year and the month that there were rising cases in COVID. And everybody was either, you know, taking a step back and staying home again, because they didn't want to get exposed, or they they had gotten exposed, they came down with COVID and couldn't come in. So I remember a lot of, you know, we didn't get a a lot of signups like we normally would in January of that time. Um, And I had a lot of uh, clients that were canceling as well, because they had gotten exposed or, or they did have COVID. So, you know, there's been throughout the last two plus years, you know, ups and downs we've had, you know, we've broken through some things we've had um, setbacks as well. Um, You know, and then of course, oil prices went up and we had oil heat in that building. And yeah, we paid more than double, what we had the year before um for for heating just heating the place so um you know but throughout all that time we kept our heads above the water we never had to take out a business loan at that point we um we were able to pay all of our bills on time and you know there's something to be said about that for sure um yeah. So now our biggest thing is that, um, you know, we, we finally were starting to gain some momentum. I was at the point of, you know, ready to start advertising, um, to hire more instructors and personal trainers. And then at the beginning of December, our landlord gave us notice that, um, ultimately what happened was, is that he was selling his property and he needed us to vacate by January 31st. So it gave us less than 60 Uh, days. Yep. Yeah. Less than 60 days to find a new space. Um, So here we are frantically looking. And of course it's right before the holidays, which makes it even more challenging to try to schedule things and find things. And so we, we did find a space and it's a beautiful, big open space um, with high ceilings, which is what we needed. And um, a lot of what we offer is um, we don't, we're not a CrossFit gym but we offer a lot of equipment, um, that is for CrossFit. So people who do want to do those types of workouts can. And, um, so we needed, we need the high ceilings for like the rope and other equipment too. So we were, very fortunate to find a space. The unfortunate part about it is that the space needed some renovation. So it needed brand new bathrooms. And we also asked for showers as well, which the landlords were willing to put in for us. Um, So we had to, we, we moved all of our stuff out January 28th and had to close down, and we were expecting to be closed down a week, maybe two weeks, but we're six weeks later, and we're still because yeah. the renovations are still happening, and it's, you know, I, I've been doing, I've been in the fitness industry for over 25 years in different capacities, management, and everything, and but this is like something i haven't had to deal with this before. is a string of bad this luck on her yeah, of yeah and um so we uh, I, I, I've learned so much um, in the last month about what it takes to, you know, get a space ready as far as renovations um, oh are concerned. With yeah. trying to get permits and, you know, trying to hire contractors and plumbers and architects. And even though we're not the ones doing all that hiring. Yeah. I'm learning what a process it is and that it takes a lot more time than you <laughs> ever, ever anticipate.
7: Oh, goodness. I don't mean <laughs> so, to laugh at you, yeah, this no. Is, this just sounds like you can't make this up. Right. You know, this is, we talk all the time on this show about how challenging it is to run a gym, but by the time you actually get to run the gym, that's going to feel like cake at that point, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's going to sure. be, that's the, that's going to be the easiest aspect of this. And yeah, so, yeah now here we are sort of the second iteration of quote unquote somewhat building from scratch how do you envision the newest iteration of common ground being versus what it was previously
4: yeah so we i see this really you know as difficult as this has been um and very discouraging i also see it very positively too. It's um, really been somewhat of a blessing to have this time because it's really giving us a chance to really plan and, and move forward with a lot of um, ideas that we've had for a while and with expansion and the type of services that we're offering um, that we just, you know, when you, when you're in the thick of your business and you're working every day and you're training clients and you're doing the business side of things, it doesn't give you a whole lot of time to really implement and launch the ideas that you have Um, so really i'm seeing this as an opportunity to really you know take the bull by the horns and and you know and get at these um plans and really you know implement them so some of the things that you know that we had been wanting to do for a while and just weren't able to um was the way that our our door system and our keyless entry um is set up it was with a really great setup. Um, the problem was is that we so we use Gym Master for our billing services. And if anybody is listening to this and is a gym owner, I highly recommend them. Um uh, they're, you know, very affordable and um and, and I've worked with some different things and I've researched other companies too. They're very affordable and they offer. Everything that the other companies do too. Now, what I love about them too, and is why we signed up with them is that they have the, the integration with door readers and a gatekeeper and all of that. So the, the biggest disconnect that we had with our memberships was when people sign up for memberships and people sign up right online for that is that they would sign up they would get a welcome email and a thank you page would pop up with instructions on what to do from there and the instructions were you know to text me um, or call me and I will get you set up with your open path access to get into the facility. And so then I would have to set up their account through open path. No, and, it's just
7: manual. And the, right,
4: Right. So yeah. it's, you know, it's, it's, and, and it didn't really take that much time at all, but now we are, we, we have, you know, this was an opportunity for us to, you know, cancel out open path, and go with gym master with their door readers and their gatekeeper. And the good thing about this now is that when people do sign up for their memberships online, as soon as they sign up, they get immediate access. They don't have to text me. So everything is very integrated, integrated. it's very streamlined and it's gonna really take out that extra step that I have to make. And again, it didn't take up much time, but then they would have to wait too. yeah, you know, if we I'm talk- training a yeah, if I'm training a client, I can't stop training my client so that I can get somebody Correct.
7: access.
4: We so- talk all the time
7: about uh, speed of business in mm-hmm. in 2023, and that's on both sides here. From your side, you say it doesn't take that long, but these mini micro transactions every time yes. somebody signs up, it's a disruption of your attention. Whatever you're working on, and pause that. Do this get back to it and those things over a week, a month, a year, whatever it is, that time is meaningful. On the other side of this, people sign up for a gym and typically it's an emotional purchase. I don't walk away with this big tangible item. Mm-hmm. All I have is a receipt
4: Right, and for somebody
7: <laughs> signing up, that wants to go use the facility. If I sign up and then I can't even go use the thing that is intangible, it can, it can provide this dissonance that just makes the entire experience that much, not worse, but it could be better at the end of the day. You guys circumvent all of that with this automated system now.
4: Right. Right. So, um, I'll be very excited once that has been set up um, and is ready to go. And I think it's going to just make everything so much better. And and you're right, make the experience for those new members that much better, too.
7: Take us, I mean, we've explored kind of what it's taken you to get to here and, and the situation that you're in now. But talk to me a little bit about long term. Fingers crossed, we don't have yeah. any more pandemics, <laughs> right? We don't have any more landlords selling businesses, right? And we're able to operate with some level of normalcy. Yeah, where do you see the future of common ground? What do you want to happen?
4: Yeah, so what I see is that, um, you know, in the next by this September, I want you know, right now we have 60 solid members, I'd like to get that number up to 100 by September. We're also working on implementing and launching another uh, new membership option. Right now we have two membership options. Um, One is our core membership, which gives you 24 seven access to the gym discounts on personal training and half price off of our classes. And then we have a hardcore membership, which is all of that. The only difference is, is that all of the fitness classes are included with that membership. And so what we're looking to do now is offer a more, um, high ticket item option for people. So what, and calling it like a VIP membership and what that will include is all that I mentioned with the 24 seven access, the fitness classes, but also small group training too. And, and, and specific customized programming for people. Cause I, I find in talking with people and just, you know, being in the fitness industry for as long as I have, and people who are intimidated to come into a gym is that they, they walk in and they, they, don't know what to do. They, they have no idea. Um, and we're a gym. We don't have a lot. We don't have circuit equipment and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, we're very basic with, with dumbbells, medicine balls, the CrossFit equipment, um, sure. and we're adding more stuff, but machines aren't our, our niche. So, you know, when people walk in, they, they want to know what, what they're supposed to do and, um, and, and know how to do things properly and not feel embarrassed or intimidated to walk in. So this VIP membership option. Coaching is the way. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So um, I, and I use this program with my, with my private personal training clients. So I want to really tap into that even more and integrate that into this VIP membership by offering online coaching in addition to their membership. So part of this Mm -hmm. VIP membership will be, you know, the access to the facility, the fitness classes, but then special classes that are just for them. That's going to be very limited to four or less people and also the online coaching where, and, and the the program that I use is called my PT hub, and I absolutely love it. And, um, they can, they'll get customized programming so that they can look at their programming and log their workouts. And they can also see exactly what they're supposed to do. How many sets, how many reps, how much weight they should start with. Um, there's an instructional video with it as well and instructions. So they don't have to guess as to what they're supposed to do. And they're gonna, you know, get in a great workout. And that's where they can start to really see results. And I think people, they give up so easily because they come into a gym, they don't know what to do. They can't necessarily afford, a, you know, a private personal trainer to work with them all the time. So this is kind this is of that middle ground, right, then. right, exactly, where they're going to still get that one on one support, but more in a group type of setting and um, with and, you know, that online um, coaching that goes along with it.
7: Yeah. I see a lot of our industry moving this direction now mm-hmm. where I don't want to say one-on-one PT is dead because it's not. There's no, a time not and a all. place for it, yeah. but this model seems to be a win-win for a lot of circumstances. From a business perspective, we can serve a greater amount of people simply, Right. but we can offer it at a little bit more digestible of a price point so that... A greater amount of the market can subscribe to something like this from the customer side, they get Mm -hmm. guidance and coaching, but Mm -hmm. also the social aspect. There's a little bit of camaraderie, there's a little bit of competition and and collaboration amongst all of this. It feels like, like I said, a win win all the way around. And Mm It'll be interesting to see how you guys implement that once we are able to, to push it a little bit more. We're right. running a little shy on time yeah. here, Nadia, okay. but I want to save a minute to, to give you the chance to tell people where they can learn more about sure. Common Ground. What's the best website? What are the social media yeah. links? How can people get to you guys?
4: Yeah. So our website is commongroundfitness.com. And, uh, we are on Instagram and Facebook. So on Facebook, it's common ground fitness center. And, um, you, you can also, you know, feel free to follow me too, as well, because I tend, I, you know, a lot of my posts are about business and things like that. So you can follow me at Nadia Bodwin. And then on Instagram, you can find me at Nadia Bodwin. And then our business page is at common ground fitness center.
7: Perfect, straightforward, and simple. People listening, connect with Nadia on those platforms that she just mentioned. This has been a bunch of fun, Nadia. Yes. I think, yeah,
4: I love unfortunately, this. Unfortunately,
7: the the previous two and a half years have been a little bit rocky for you, but I have high hopes as things move forward here. So I hopefully, with a, a little longer of a runway, we're going to see some big things from you. So
4: I think we're so, out yeah. of time,
7: but I wish you nothing but the best. Thank forward.
4: you, Joe. Really appreciate it.
7: Absolutely. To everyone who tuned in, thank you as well. Don't forget if you'd like to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch. And as always, until next time,
0: Jim Lords out.